Anchor FM is one of the best ways to make and distribute your podcasts. Their online creative tools can allow you to make your podcasts from home and on the go. Anchor will also help you get your podcast sponsored with no minimum listenership and help you make money while doing your podcast. And distribution is the easiest thing ever. I've used many different distribution sites. Anchor so far has been the best. And they can get you on every major distribution site out there. They can take your RSS feed, whether you're creating a new one or if you're just moving a show from another platform, sign up for Anchor at anchor.fm now. And when you get there, Make sure you pay attention to everything they tell you to do, and they'll help make your podcast great and help make you some money. Again, head on over to Anchor.fm now. Blog Talk Radio. La pelota para Raquitis, va abriendo para Montoya. Está esperando Suárez, espera Suárez en diagonal, pero muy ancha la pelota. Alcanza a enganchar la pelota a Sorba, este lado. Queda un hombre para la marca, le queda atrás a Suárez, goloso del Barça. This is the Wide Men Radio Network's coverage of the World Cup, brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New, WowFreeCam.com, and Facebook.com slash MakeupKennedy. We dive deep into every goal, every group, every play, every big moment from this year's World Cup. You can find us wherever you find podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and more. You can also find us at BlogTalkRadio.com slash WideMenCan'tJump. And now to your host, Nate and Tim Dombrova. Yo, we're back. Another another World Cup quarterfinal is in the books. And we are joined here. Well, we aren't, but I am joined by my Canadian brother from another mother, Tim Dombrova. Tim, what's up, buddy? Oh, baby, how's it going? Another beautiful day of awesome soccer goodness. What can you say? Yeah, great soccer today, and man, what, how about yesterday, though? Man, so many good games going, and yeah, we're going to dive into all of them. Um, show probably won't hit 90 minutes like we've been doing, because honestly, you run out of stuff uh, as the tournament dwindles, but we're going to talk in detail well, about these quarterfinals. I, I have it on pretty good authority that we may be uh, visited by the monarchy tonight. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it's a possibility, you know. The queen is a busy woman. The queen is I very busy. A, um, I believe she did. It's a possibility that she had a statement she'd like to make for the uh, oh, masses. So, I hope, I hope we'll you hear that. We'll stay tuned for that and see what happens. Well, before we get moving, I contacted our uh, Spaniard or Mexican-in-chief, as we call him, Armando <laughs> Martinez. Our Spaniard? <laughs> <laughs> he's not really Spanish. He's a uh, he's American, ladies and gentlemen. Armando's the man. He's our buddy. Uh, he joined us on the I last show. We love having him on. I I contacted him this evening and I said, "Hey, are you busy?" When we decided to do uh, another episode, and he said, "I am incredibly sick. I got food poisoning last night." So we'd like to give a, the fuck you of the week to wherever Armando ate and the food that made him sick. Uh, we do not like our Mexican-in-chief being sick, so fuck you to that. Are you sure that that is not a, just a clever Mexican work and Armando's watching boxing? It's a possibility. There is boxing on. Know, there's UFC fights on tonight know as well. We know Armando loves his boxing. I don't know if there's any boxing we're talking about on tonight, but that could be I a clever ruse to just... <laughs> Bum rush us out of the way for boxing. He may be. Uh, he and may yeah, be watching was, the, the New Japan show. The New Japan show is at yeah, the Cal Palace. Yeah, if he tonight, was, so. well, that is true. That's something I wanted to add too. If if the uh, audio suddenly goes out and and nothing happens again, it's because Tom Robinson is actually watching uh, New Japan Wrestling live. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I was bum fuzzled by it when I saw hashtag NJ. PW. I was like, what the hell is yeah, wrong with him? I, I nearly fell over, too, because I was pretty sure that was a, a non-starter, but I guess not. Uh-huh. So, there's, you know, Nevertheless. Things, are, things are happening, so expect what you can expect on the Wide Men Network, because you never know. Yeah, very true, happening. very true. Speaking of expect the unexpected on the Wide Men Network, we want you to, to visit our sponsors and show them some love, so let's pay some bills here. I'm too sexy for my love, too sexy for my love, love's going to leave. 
WowFreeCam.com is the number one cam site on the internet, and they are our gracious sponsors, and we want to invite you to check them out over at WowFreeCam.com. Anything you could imagine and whatever you want is just one click away if you go to WowFreeCam.com. What's some of the things you could check out over on WowFreeCam.com? Motorboat? Play the motorboat? You motorboat son of a you old sailor you. Or you could be into... Two chicks at the same time, man. Whatever it is that you're looking up for, WowFreeCam.com will leave you with one reaction and one reaction only. You won't want to miss out all the fun going on at WowFreeCam.com, so be sure to show them some love and go over. Hey, it's in the name. It's all free. Must be 18 or older to access the website, but make sure you get there as quick as you can to check out all the fun going on over at WowFreeCam.com. Again, must be 18 or older to visit. Yeah, WowFreeCam.com, our gracious sponsor. Big shout out to them. I love those guys over at WowFreeCam.com. They're good people. They enjoy what we do, and we, well, let's be honest, we enjoy what they do, don't you think, sir? They are just isn't it? <laughs> what is it? I said they are, in fact, the shiznit. Oh, the shiznit. Okay, I couldn't understand what you said. They are the shiznit. If they're the shiznit, then what did you get for rage I, I, don't, I don't know where I know that word from. But I heard it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's been around. Well, let's get to what we were yeah. wanting to talk about here. We've six minutes and we haven't even talked about it yet. The World yeah. Cup. The quarterfinals kicked off yesterday. There were four games in the quarterfinals. It got down to Uruguay, who in their round of 16 matchup defeated Portugal, and they played France, who in their round of 16 matchup defeated Argentina. 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 Oh, Lord. <laughs> but Uruguay and France squared off in the first matchup yesterday in the quarterfinals. France wins that one two to nothing on the back of Raphael Varine, who scored in the 40th minute, and Antoine Griezmann, who scored in the 61st minute. My Mbappe, man, didn't put numbers up, but, man, France, they have proven to be a force moving in this World Cup this year. He did. Uh... He did, however, uh, do his damnness to take the claim for the biggest diver in the competition. As he, uh, I don't know That's if a he's got to watch the game, but he uh, actually, I missed that one. I was stuck at work. Um, yeah, I he, that uh, game. in classic. I did get to see uh, the soccer, one after, so. Yeah, in classic soccer style, he was uh, uh, brushed by a feather. You know, uh, a micrometer worth of feather touched his left knee, and he fell down like he had been hit with a 308 bullet from a sniper rifle, and laid on the ground and rolled and did the usual embarrassment. And I don't know, they got to they got to do something. It's just and you know, ridiculous. honestly, I, this is this is something I've I've said. I don't know if I've said it on this episode or on any other episodes, but I really really would love to have I know the clock is constantly moving but I think they need to anytime somebody flops like that or anytime there's a injury you know how those guys go down and they're hurt and then they come out there and put hairspray on them or something and all of a sudden they're all better uh, I don't know what the hell they're spraying on a liquid bandage or <laughs> yeah, some spraying shit free, they spray and freeze on them but still um, still you don't. Um, We've all been we've all been kicked in the leg, Nate. When yeah, you get it hurts, in the but ankle, you get up and move do, on. Do you reach up and hold your face? No, never. No, it's it's a totally bullshit reaction. Um, yeah. I was thinking that what they could do is, uh, all right, we uh, you, we we thought you got kicked or fouled. We awarded you the free kick. Um, you rolled around like an idiot. We take it away. Well, what they need to do is whenever they're doing that, and have some kind of a because a lot of times those guys are doing that. uh, Sometimes, but maybe some kind of equivalent to to a basketball jump ball. Although I don't know what that would be. Maybe just a possession. Uh, You could do it like college. Could do it like college jump ball. If you're if you're not actually injured, 
uh, call it like a jump ball, and which whoever has the possession arrow gets it. Something because it, it's become it's becoming a problem. It, well, it just doesn't look good on the sport when we're in the quarterfinals but, of the of the uh, biggest event of its kind, and guys are still doing it on a national stage. It's embarrassing. And they don't seem to get Well, but I think they need to stop the clock anytime somebody goes down with an injury. And I'm only saying an injury, not – no, don't stop the clock for out of bounds. Don't stop the clock for substitutions. Don't stop the clock. Maybe even better yet, if you're going to roll around and act hurt like that, off you go. You obviously can't play. No, you don't get to jump up. you you got to leave the field, and you can't come back on until the next stoppage. Yeah, that's what they do in the NFL. Or something something along those hurt, lines, maybe. If you go down hurt, you have to set out a play. And they should be forced to set out until um, a, until well, like, uh, an out-of-bounds. Like football. Or... Well, football's like that. Yeah. If you yeah, that's us, what I mean. If we have to stop the play because you're injured, then you have to miss a play. Because you're obviously yeah. too hurt to to participate. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. FIFA. It's not. I think that would solve all. a lot of issues. Yeah, you got me? Yeah. I was talking okay. to FIFA. Hello, oh, FIFA. Okay. I'm sorry. Not you're talking to me. Not I'm a sorry. good idea for you. You should probably use. Um, yeah, and yeah, give us $100 million dollars that, for coming up with it. Yeah, that aside, um, the French look like money. The Uruguayans, not so much. Um, they didn't play horribly or poorly, but they were, they were, France was definitely the, uh, they were the better of the two. I think you and Armando both took Uruguay, didn't you, in that game? Uh, I can't remember. No, I took I, France. I, was, I think I, I'm pretty sure I took France too. I don't think I took Uruguay. I took. I know Brazil. I took France. That I know. I got that one right. So, um, but yeah, France with the big win there, they will move on, and they played the winner of the second matchup during the day. And man, this one was a doozy. What a game! Belgium and Brazil. What a game this was. Well, it was it was uh, another case of uh, just a smidgen bit better, I guess you could say. Um, they weren't like over the top better. But well, better one as a thing team, I can... maybe you might maybe I might go with um, maybe, uh, you know, Brazil kind of shot themselves in the foot early with that own goal. Uh, they give credit to, uh, Fernandinho, uh, for the goal at the 13th minute and Brazil trailed two nothing after Kevin Debring on the 31st minute scored and that made it two nothing. But Brazil scored in the 76th minute, Renato Augusto puts in a goal for Brazil, but Brazil had their chances late. The Belgium defense was was poor late. Uh, maybe they were playing – they looked like they were just playing defense all the way. Um, they Brazil had shot after shot there within the last 20 minutes of the game to, to score. They had every opportunity, and they just could not do it. And the save that the Belgium goalie made when – I believe it was Neymar – had a header, and it looked like it was cash. Or maybe it wasn't a header. It was actually it was a kick. He had a long kick, and it it curved. It was curving downward, and the Belgium goalie is about six foot five, six foot six, and he got just a hand on it above his head and knocked it over the goal and game saving save for for Belgium. Because I think if Brazil ties it up and it goes to extras or to penalties, Brazil wins that game. The Belgian goalie has quite a cool name, Thibaut Courtois. Bless you. <laughs> that's, that's quite, yeah, that's quite the handle, eh? Thibaut. It is, Courtois. it is. Man, I think he deserves uh, he deserves credit for that he game. Well. He played excellent. He played well, but they they that whole team did. They did. They didn't. Uh, uh, there was some people who thought maybe they would be okay. Brazilians, or you know, they got the rep and. There's a team to beat, blah 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 blah, and sometimes teams fold up when they, you know, they, the hype gets to them and they they can't live with it. But uh, the Belgians didn't seem to be all that 
mesmerized that they were playing Brazil. Didn't seem to care all that third. much. They played played their game, and it, it worked. It was the third straight quarterfinal exit for Brazil in the uh, World Cup. So, you know, Brazil's always a favorite going into the World Cup, but one thing I noticed about Brazil is their ability to put on a solid offensive effort and go for the goal and attack, but then if they screw up or there's a turnover and their ability to recover going down the field on defense is amazing. They are so fast. But Belgium has – they have guys – they have some of the biggest soccer players I've ever seen. Belgium does. And not only big, but they can move. And they're versatile. And they're good good on passing. They can really set up their offense. They can play good defense. Belgium's just a very well-rounded team. And they were my pick to win the thing starting uh, back in group play. And they they are really playing well. I think they send young Belgians over to the Netherlands and they work on the dikes over there. <laughs> God. It toughens them up. It toughens them up a little bit. Well, that'll do it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, dike, dike construction is a, probably, I imagine, is a fairly big, uh, fairly big deal <laughs> get, in the Netherlands. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> what? Is that serious. a real thing? That's a real thing? Well, yeah, there's lots dike. of... There are tons of, there's all kinds of dikes in the Netherlands because of their, uh, uh, they're at sea level and they they got to keep the water out there. They'd, they'd be gone. The hell if, uh, I'm not. I'm being deadly serious. I'm Googling. Learn your history. No, you're well, see, you're not Canadian. World War Two, Canada fought in the uh, the Netherlands and Belgium and all those places. And that was one of the things the Germans did to slow them down. They blew up all the dikes. And all the water came and flooded the shit out of everything, and nobody could go For those of anywhere. you out there that are that speak normal, a dike is a levee. So, oh, she it's a dike, for God's sake. It's other terminology with, that was brought get, on by millennials. Get out of here with your Canadian <laughs> bullshit. Dike is a levee. It's just this. It's just this simple. If you see water pouring out of a dike, put a finger in it and plug it, please. Do your country a service. <laughs> PSA brought to you by the National Department of Safety. Brought to you by Wagman Cantel. <laughs> we are in no you way, said, we did, were in no way remunerated by the, the government of the Netherlands or as purely a PSA. Anyway. Yeah. PSA, watch out for the dikes in the Netherlands, all right? You know how that is. Running amok. Another one busts nah. the dust. Another Another one bites the dust, and another one's gone, and another one's gone. Another one bites the dust, hey. Another one bites the dust, hey. You're waiting for that, too. weren't you? Yeah, I loved it. Anyway, <laughs> but, Belgium, over Brazil, the Belgium, beautiful result. Got rid of those grass-rolling, foul-flopping Brazilians. We can go back, and they, they're going to have to – there again, Brazil is going to have to go back and look at how they – the way they have their team. It's been pretty much um, offense, 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 uh, and predominantly driven through one player. And when that player does yeah. not get it done, they lose. And because, as our good friend Armando said, they have all the skill in the world. Even he, as a as a, as a guy from Mexico, is baffled on how they continue to produce. Uh, you know, guy after guy after guy after guy after guy with that quality. Yeah. And yet they still can, and yet they still can't win. So it almost feels okay like that they depend um, too much on one guy. It's almost like they have the to to use a basketball reference. It's a LeBron James complex. You know, we're here. We're we're on the big stage. We well, have yeah, I mean, the name, Neymar's out players. there in this, in this case, it's problems. Neymar. Neymar's out there. Yeah. Um, I almost feel obligated, like I should get try to get the ball to him somehow, because he's Yeah, it almost feels that way. Right. And it's probably, they'd probably be better served to go to offense by committee, as opposed to kind of like some of the other teams are doing, who we'll get to next, but... Yeah, and, and uh, another thing is they, they focus on Neymar, and Neymar's not one to shy away from the big moment. Whenever Brazil was down late, he wanted the ball. So 
You can't say he was looking to pass the buck or pass the blame. He wanted the ball. Hold he on, wanted to make I, something uh, happen. I don't think that I heard any excuses out of the Brazilians. I, I don't. I don't recall reading anything about, you know, we were jipped by shitty refereeing or, you know, any of this sort of stuff. Unlike the Argentinians who cried like oh, yeah. babies and they tried really to blame did. it on the, everything they could except the result. Well, I mean, the refereeing, if you look um, at it, it was pretty straight up. Everything was pretty much even. Uh, Brazil had one offsides yeah, well, called, two yellow cards both sides, 14 fouls on Brazil, 16 on I Belgium. no problem with the officiating. Yeah, the officiating was and pretty good. The only uh, thing Brazil, that I have to say that I sort of felt bad about is that it drove the last of the – that were down to European teams. Yeah, no more South American teams. It, it, it is nice Europe. to see. Uh, although, if we get the final, we're all hoping for. We won't care, but but we'll get to that in a minute. But um, but uh, looking at the stats here, you know how many shots Brazil took to Belgium's? Oh, it was probably two or three to one. Uh, yeah, three to one. Twenty-seven shots to nine shots. Brazil for to Belgium. Nine shots on target. With that for is, the, but that's a lot like our. That's a lot like a hockey game, though. Where did those yeah. shots come from? You yeah, know, well, here's the... 50 feet away and you missed the net by 20 feet, well, yippee, I mean, so what? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Nine shots on target for the Brazilians, three. But even nine Belgians. on target is a lot. You know, you, you, yeah, it's you a would, lot. You would, it's hope, a lot. you would expect better results if, if, if you... If I told you before the game started, Brazil will get nine shots on the net, not at it, on it, how many goals will they get? You would assume at least, at least three, at least three. Or you four. for sure you would go for you would go for two at the very least. You wouldn't go for one. So I don't know if that speaks to uh, Belgian goalkeeping or Brazilian uh, lack of uh, finesse around the net. I'm not sure, but the result well, they had was a couple what shots. it was, and I they had a couple shots that, that were wide. They were there, a couple shots that were there, and they just put too much on it or the one shot, I don't remember who it was. The guy kicked it and he had a, he had a wide open shot and it should have been a goal, but he kicked it and it went over the net and it was way off. And he just fell down because he knew what had happened. Um, not saying that the Belgians escaped, um, but they go up early and then it looked like Belgium was just kind of, kind of like, all right, we got a two goal lead here. Let's hang on for as long as we can, because we know this team can score and they can score in a hurry. So it's almost like they were more focused on playing defense than trying to score. It's just as much as even though the pros, we talk about it all the time in all the sports, even the pros, it's just some kind of natural reaction that your brain just seems to think that, oh, it's only 10 minutes. Yeah. We can hold on for 10 minutes. Well, another thing is. Today it backfired too, so. Yeah, if you you try to go on the offense, you're worried about if you go on the offense Getting and you caught. get a turnover, that could lead to a breakaway and you're caught. Well, and, it that, and that's you. what happens. What was what was he doing? We we had the two one lead. What was he trying to score another? We didn't need it, you know. And that, there's that mentality. I say stay. I say the stay the course and play. If you can yeah, play, stay the course, my... then that's the smart thing to do. But, but you, like you said, pointed the, out the results earlier. Were, the Go results ahead, were there, and I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't after after the both games were over. I couldn't go and uh, okay. I feel like maybe somehow somebody got got not shafted, but you know maybe they deserved better fate because uh, they didn't. Well, there can only be one winner, so there's going to be true. The but whole but world like sometimes you'll watch a game and you're going, okay, this score was two to one, but geez, you know it really could have been. Five to five to one for the other team. They got you know they hit two goal posts. You know crazy stuff like that. But I didn't really yeah. feel that way after watching these games. I was content with the uh, the outcome. So well, that makes sense. Um, before we move on, we got an all. Uh, we we knew after after um, Friday that we were going to have an all-European final. So, to our two South American compadres, Uruguay, Brazil. Happy trails to you until we meet again. 
many trails do you speak of? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> they're trails in the they're trails in the Amazon jungle. <laughs> in the Andes Mountains. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Not the not the uh uh, the Nile, as I called it a couple of shows back. <laughs> yeah, the Nile. Yeah, the Nile that you so per- beautifully yeah, right. placed in South America uh, instead that, of in Egypt. Uh, that hill you, that I but... died on grace- gracefully. Oh, hold on a minute, Nate. Hold on a minute. Yes. Hello. Oh, Hello. Is there anyone there? God save the Hello. queen. Hello. Is this? Is this you, Mr. Bush? It is indeed, Your Mr. Majesty. Bu- Mr. Bush, is that you? This is your it queen, is. Mr. Bush. How are you doing this evening, sir? I'm wonderful. How are you, Your Majesty? Well, you know, after today's result, the queen is feeling mighty randy. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> I didn't think that could happen Think about that for a minute. Well, even the uh, even the queen gets gets these urges now and then. There's nothing wrong with it. Don't be ashamed. Even the queen, even the queen gets those itches, and even the losers get lucky sometimes. But we were we were so proud of our lads, Harry Kane, didn't yes, score any goals, but captained his team to victory. Have you had your spotted dick yet today, Nate Bush? I have not. No. You have not sampled any spotted dick. Well, the entire British team had spotted dick for breakfast, and I'm pretty sure that had something to do with the victory. Well, maybe we should get some of that for our American team. You'll have to look up spotted dick, Mr. Bush. Way ahead of you, Your Highness. (laughs) Have a gander at some spotted dick, Mr. Bush, and you'll perhaps know what I'm speaking about. Regardless, Mr. Dumbrova, you... Mr. Dumbrova, how are you today, sir? I'm quite fine, Your Majesty. Uh, may I say I'm honored to be in your presence today. Oh, Mr. Dumbrova, such a charmer you are. Always been quite a charmer, haven't you? Well, it's good to know that you are keeping track of your beloved mother country in her chosen sport, the sport of champions. And I'll say it here first as your queen. England will rise above all other countries and become the World Cup champion. Hold on a minute. No, Chuck, get down from there, you big-nosed idiot. (laughs) Chuck is in. Chuck is in the sweets again. I've got to go. Philip, get Chuck out of there. Hold on. (laughs) Well, that was interesting. That was. Thank you, Your Highness, Your Majesty. Apparently, apparently Chuck has gotten in the sweets, that big-nosed idiot. When did is he not? Did you look up spotted dick? Did you look up spotted <laughs> I, I did. Dick I've never, I've never heard of such a thing. <laughs> well, there you go. You at learned first, something. At first, I was worried it was going to be something like a blue waffle, but now, <laughs> thank God, it isn't was, it, it was actually just, food. I mean, no offense, Your Majesty, because I know you're still listening because you love wide men. But she what does. a ridiculous name to give! What a ridiculous <laughs> name to give a food. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell thought of that? What shall we call it? <laughs> Spotted dick. Call it a spotted dick. Call it a spotted dick. You know what? Sometimes I feel like the British when they come up with... Or a spotted dick. Either, I guess, it'll do, but you pick. (laughs) It's like pet smart or pet smart. You know, you don't know. Uh, But I think they know... uh, I think that that they just kind of try to come up with the most ridiculous names they can come up with just to see if they can get away with it. (laughs) They do. Yeah. So who knows? A lot of their stuff, too, is because, I mean, England was a lot like, I suppose, like America was at one time. But, you know, three, four hundred years ago when you had a whole bunch of cultures from different yeah. places coming coming there and the language just got massacred because there was French and Saxons and Germans and Romans and blah, 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 blah you name it. And they were all using their languages, and it all sort of got mashed together. And there's words that just, you know, not that our, I mean, and ours is even worse. I mean, we got to be the only country in the world who has, uh, you know, there's two, two, and two. Yeah. They all mean something different. And yet, everybody knows, if you're speaking, everybody knows what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, that's very different. true. Why don't, why don't they have different? Why don't they have different words? Then it's just stupid. 
but anyway. Well, it's good to see our queen is following. So those of you in the UK, you know, uh, pay attention. You never know when the queen might come out and chastise you for not following your beloved English. You have to follow the English. You have to drink your red rose tea, and you have to be supportive of Mister Kane. She didn't even mention the tea, but she did say she was feeling quite randy. So maybe yeah, the queen stays away from the calf. Maybe she stays away from the caffeine when she's. Because uh, I'm going to guess Prince Philip can't. I'm going to guess Prince Philip can't take much of a ride these days. Yeah, probably not. Uh, but probably hey, not. you know, no, completely protect the so crown jewels, Prince Philip. Ride, that's but all anyway. We can tell you. <laughs> yeah, enough on, enough on the queen. I love her, but uh, yeah. But we're gonna go ahead, uh, Tim. Let's pay some more bills and let's go ahead ah, and we'll bills. be back to talk about bills. what? Gotten him more bills? More bills, man. Bills never stop. Got to pay them. That's true. Got to pay them. We'll be back to talk about the English playing the Swedes today, also the Russians and the Croatians. Mm. So we'll be right back right, right after this. Go Swedes. Personal injury, automobile accidents, workplace accidents, mesothelioma, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, all these things and more can be helped by New Law Office. Stephen P. New will fight for you and your rights. Mr. New, what is there to do if you're in an automobile accident? When car wrecks happen, insurance is always involved. Did you know that in West Virginia, we have the highest percentage of uninsured and underinsured motorists driving on our highways. That means that when you're in a car wreck, your attorney needs to know how to work with your insurance company to maximize the compensation that you'll receive. If you've been in a car wreck, call me, Stephen P. News. For your free consultation, call 1-888-692-8084 or visit newlawoffice.com. Stephen P. New will fight for you to get you where you need to be. He's a proud sponsor of our program, and Mr. New is a stand-up national and local attorney. Stephen P. New, attorney at law, answers to your legal questions. Stephen P. New, our official sponsor on Wide Men Can't Jump. Check him out at newlawoffice.com. Still with me here, my Canadian brother. You told me that uh, Mr. New has a pretty good sense of humor, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a great guy. That he's, he, I mean, he's a businessman, but he has a pretty good sense of humor. I often wondered, and I know this is just my sick Canadian sense of humor, did Stephen P. New, did he like ever like defeat Stephen P. Old? <laughs> Who knows? Like, did he like, you know, was, is there a Stephen P. Old by any chance? And he shoved him aside and took over, and he's Stephen P. New. Just wondered. <laughs> I know. Crazy, God. But, uh, now you got me thinking. When you see him next, you can tell, hey, Tim wanted to know, Steve, if you, like, you know, is it Stephen P.? I, you know, sometimes I, at first I didn't know, like, long before he had anything to do with our show. You know, it yeah. was Stephen P., and he was new. You know, N.E.W., like new, you know, not not yeah. his last name, but that he was new. Okay, so then I well, was there Stephen P. who was old? Did he die? Like what happened? There's a story hmm. there. Well, if there's a Stephen P. old and a Stephen P. new, is there a Stephen P. something borrowed and a Stephen P. something blue? Probably. Oh, it never <laughs> stops on this show. It never does, not does it? <laughs> for those of you who are listening, last night. If you, if you didn't check it out, uh, the Tim and Tom show uh, went off the rails. Oh, God. It went <laughs> Am off I going to have to issue a public show. apology? No, but but Tim and Tom told jokes where Tim and Tom actually laughed out loud at one another on air, which doesn't happen normally. So I don't think I can repeat it yet. I don't think I can recall the last time I heard Tom Robinson belly laugh. But you will yeah, if you listen you, to the Tim and Tom show from last night. You don't uh, hear that very often, which uh, we'll give a big how you doing to our boy up in uh, Philly, Tom Robinson, uh, the other member of this wide man trio. He's, he's uh, busy. Um, he's very busy starting a new swami. career. We're not allowed yeah, to really disclose. With... No, not allowed to disclose well, yes, what he's doing. 
He's working with the Swami. He's now up to his level 14 belly dancer. Six levels to go. And when he hits 20, he'll be allowed to go out on the circuit and earn money on his own without a master. Well, we're looking forward to that. Oh, good God, yeah. Because I don't know about you, but those belly dancing bills are killing me. (laughs) Well, speaking of... I'm going to try and turn this into a segue. I don't know if I'll be Got able to. Got to <laughs> But back Got to soccer. The Swedes and the English took on one another today. The early game, the quarterfinals. The Swedish did not even get on the board. The English win 2 to nothing. The English scored in the 30th minute. Harry Maguire puts in on the 30th minute. And Deli Ali, the 58th minute. No goals from Harry Kane, however, our favorite player here on this show. But, man, the English had 12 shots, two shots on target. The Swedes had six shots, three on target. English dominated the possession. They had 58% to 42% on the possession. They had 132 more passes. They they had more pass accuracy. Uh, The Swedes had two yellow cards. The English has won 10 fouls on the Swedes. Seven on the English, two offside penalties on Sweden, and one on England. But England with six corner kicks to the one from Sweden. Of the, so there's your stats. Uh, of the four quarterfinals, this one was by, uh, not to say it was a totally lopsided affair or anything, but it was the one that was least in doubt from yeah. the get-go. Yeah. Uh, the English seemed like they really had the reason, upper hand. Uh, the Swedes just they they just didn't have it. They they didn't play horribly or anything, but they just could not they could not roll with the English for whatever reasons. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. I woke up this morning and and uh, I woke up late and uh, I wasn't up for thirty seconds. Got the TV on and that ball was going in the net and it was one nothing. And I was just like, what was that? Yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't get much better than that for for soccer coverage. So, and as soon as it was one to nothing, you you just felt I was never really worried that Sweden was ever going to get back in the game. Yeah, that's the thing. I was unable to uh, I was unable to actually watch the game. I was had to work this morning, but man, it was a uh, it just seemed like it was never in doubt. So that's uh, well. They were. If you've uh, watched the ESPN highlight package, if you're into that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. um, almost all of it is damn. Oh, England damn near scored. Oh, England damn near scored. Oh, England damn near scored. Oh, England did score. There's there's maybe three highlights of Sweden coming anywhere near putting the ball in the net. Uh, he, he he made one really good. Uh, there was one really good uh, attempt, and the, the uh, Mr. Uh, Pickford, the English goalkeeper, mm-hmm. made a, a really nice save. But other than that, there was nothing. They really weren't. Uh, not a lot of attack, and yeah, no, it was a it was a well played game by the English. They and they showed something different. They didn't rely on the penalty kick or any of that. They actually showed um, they could score. And that they didn't need Harry Kane to do it either. And uh, I got to be honest, if I'm Croatia or Russia, who they'll face next, I'd be a little bit worried. Looks to me like the uh, English are peaking at just the right time. Yeah, it seems like they've got quite a bit of swagger going for them. Uh, they, they really seem to be getting a little bit better each game. They're winning mm-hmm. in different ways. And they've ways. got confidence. And they're very confident, yeah. And I'd be a little bit worried if I had to face them next. I, I don't think I'd be too happy. I think I'd much rather play Sweden. <laughs> but Yeah, I probably would too. But Sweden unable to get it going, and the English, they get the big W. Um, well, and they move on much well, to the Queen's delight. Bloody conscientious observers. What? The Swedes, the bloody conscientious observers, they are. Well, yeah, very true. That they wars. are. You don't fight in wars, yeah. you lose World Cups. Always in neutral, never, never getting the job done. The Swedes. Well, I mean, who wins World Cups? Germans. 
English, yeah. French. They're always in there. No, well, you know, Swede. You make a good point. <laughs> like, did, I did. You did see though that the, some English fans showed their utter lack of class by uh, trashing an IKEA. Uh, I'll tell you this. Yeah, um, Somebody said if the English win the World Cup, they don't know if the island will be standing after it's over. Oh, they're going to have to get some serious security going because the British are going to lose their fucking minds. If they it's win it all, it will be it will be something it's to It's that see. important for them. And they've it been is. a generation, well, what did they win in 60? 66, maybe? It's been a generation uh, since they've won. 60-something. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been uh, it's been forty fifty years. I want to say sixty six, but I could be wrong about that. Sixty something. Anyway. The last time that England won the World Cup was nineteen sixty six. Good memory on yeah. you, sir. Okay, so thirty four, but for fifty two years. So and anybody who saw that, and you know where they won it at? In England, Wembley Stadium. Wimbledon, yeah. Wembley Stadium, home and country. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken. The trophy was presented by Her Majesty. Her Majesty herself. I believe so. Well, Tim, we got one more game to talk about, and then we're going to preview the upcoming two games. Uh, first here, let's look at Russia and Croatia, which goes 2-2. Two to two. <laughs> And uh, this one was a game. barn burner. My God, what a what game. What a fucking uh, soccer game. A beautiful Croatia game. Croatia wins. Don't matter who four. you were cheering for. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Croatia wins 4-3 on penalty kicks. The home team, the Russians, fight hard as they may. Could not get the job done. This is the only game I got wrong. I picked the Russians to win it. But the Russians led the game after Denis Sharishev uh, uh, scored in 31st sure, minute. Sure. And then, uh, yeah, Sharishev. Sure, okay, look, I'm going to butcher these names. Overlook me. I'm doing my best. Okay, damn it. All right. God damn <laughs> Andre Kramaric for the Croatian scores in the 39th minute to tie the game. Then we don't get another goal until the 100th minute in extra time. Uh, Vida, I'm just going to go with his last name because that first name looks like a spilled bowl of alphabet soup. Um, well, those Croatians got some wicked handles, boy. Yes, they do. And they score in the 100th minute to take the 2-1 lead, but with only five minutes remaining, Mario Vieira Fernandez. The 115th minute for the Russians ties yeah. the game at two to send it to penalties. What in the hell is a Mexican doing on Team Russia? <laughs> Listen, I can't tell you why, but he's there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, I mean, look at the lineup. Everything is, you yeah. know, the standard ending in, in, in ICH or of or of. And then suddenly out of nowhere, Mario Fernandez. They went and grabbed him out of the crowd. But he was one of the Mexican bench players, and everybody was tired. They said, get that Mexican out of here. I'm going to have to look up Mario Fernandez and see what his his roots are. Because I did hear him say something about there was a player playing today that actually had to go the long route to some type of citizenship so he could play. Maybe it was him. You know, you look at him, he looks Russian. He's actually he's a Brazilian-born Russian professional footballer. Uh, he's also born. Okay, so, uh, maybe it was him they were talking about then. He is half he Brazilian, to... half Russian. All right, fair enough then. Yeah, Not he's Mexican, half Brazilian. Half apologies Russian. to apologies to any Mexicans who are offended by well, me clearly his father. Brazilian. Clearly, his father was uh, Brazilian with that last name. Uh, you would think, at least. Uh, let me see here. Let me see if it actually talks about his parents. Maybe we could get to the bottom of this. Uh, <laughs> uh, nothing, nothing on. Uh, oh, okay, on here we go. He received Brazil, Russian citizenship via presidential decree from Vladimir Putin. Hmm. Oh yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah okay, that he, he is the guy right. we're talking about. Where uh. he, he's not really all that Russian because if you, I believe the rules for the FIFA are not unlike the Olympic ones, where yeah. you if you can prove your I think you have to be a, a quarter going back three generations or some ridiculous thing. It's it's not hard. So the fact that he had to become a Russian citizen with with Putin stepping in makes me wonder. 
Maybe they just mm. needed it done right away. They probably just wanted it done. And here's right the away, thing. So. Uh, he played. He was called to the Brazilian squad uh, in 2011, and he rejected it, saying he was having personal problems. And then he made his debut for Brazil in a 4-0 friendly win over Japan in 2014. So that makes you wonder. He was playing for Brazil, but now he... See, I have, all, I have always thought in professional sports that once you made your allegiance to a country, you're mm-hmm. stuck. Now, you can't I'm go reading halfway this here. Your, yeah, you can't go halfway I'm, through your career and decide you're going to play for somebody else now. I don't, I'm I don't, I don't here, like that. I think. It says, after acquiring Russian citizenship, he was called up to the Russian national football team for friendly games against Turkey in 2016 and Ghana. However, at that point, he'd only been a CSKA Moscow player since April 2012, yeah. which meant he had not Difference lived in Russia continuously for five years, and he was not eligible to play. So what had happened was he went to Russia to play professionally and wanted citizenship, but he hadn't lived there yeah, for five years. Like then in March, yeah, It says here in March 2017, it was announced he would make his debut against Ivory Coast. He didn't appear in the game, but he made his official debut in October 2017 against South Korea. In May of this year, he was included in the extended Russian squad for the FIFA World Cup. And on June 20, on June 3rd, 2018, he was included in the finalized World Cup squad. He got his citizenship again from Vladimir Putin on July 13, 2016. And his younger brother so he is got, also uh, a soccer player. He got in that game against uh, Turkey, but he uh, didn't make the lineup when they faced Partridge. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that just about went by you. <laughs> yeah, almost. I caught the caboose on that train. Almost. You got it, though, because you're, you're a sharp-witted lad. I try to be. Uh, looking at the stats here, the Russians had 13 shots, five on target. The Croatians, 18 shots, only three on target. Croatia dominated the time of the possession, 65% to the Russian 35. It was a, they had over it was a, 300 more passes. Their passes were more accurate. Well, it was awesome. Go ahead. I, I, thought, and, I don't know what more to say about it. This was the most chippy game ever. 18 fouls on Croatia, 25 on the Russians, four yellow cards on the Croatian, one on the Russians. Well, there was a one little bit of uh, the whole game, and that was on the Russians. There was at least twice I saw where Russian guys decided they needed to go for the roll when they hadn't been yeah. touched. But uh, uh, I mean, they went up one nothing, and I thought, okay, here we go. And uh, but the Croats didn't. They didn't. They didn't. They bent, but they didn't break. They got that's that, true. They got one back with a header, and then when they scored their second one, after that it was almost all Croatia. They were all over them for the last, uh, in, in almost until Russia scored. It was crazy. Yeah, and then uh, you get the. The, with five minutes remaining, the Russians tied the game to send it to penalty kicks, and the Russians had won a game earlier in the tournament on penalties. Uh, so, man, what a – it's just – it's been a great tournament, honestly. Hey, well, if, if you had never watched World Cup soccer or were kind of on the fence about whether you would enjoy it or not, if you watched these games and you paid attention to the – uh, depending on what network you watched them on, I guess. If you watched them on a network where they had a, because uh, I, I I tried to watch the game on NBC, I think it's NBC or Fox, whoever's covering it in the states, and I had to turn it off because the uh, commentator did not. Uh, <laughs> I had to go back to my uh, British coverage on on the Canadian sports network. Um, when you when you've got somebody who knows what's going on and they explain what's going on. And you understand the tactics and why they're doing yeah. what they're doing and just yeah. not chasing the ball around like retards out there. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. This game was the, uh, a perfect example of attacking football followed by counterattacking football, depending on who was doing the attacking. I mean, yeah. the Croats were coming in waves in the second half. And the Russians, well, that's just, what, they. Well, that's what, 
they they fought like wildfire, but they they could barely get the ball out of their own end by the 90th minute. Well, that's what you got to do when you're playing in the World Cup. You got to go with everything you got and do what you can to to get the win. The Croatians did that. They did it in penalties in exciting fashion in a great World Cup uh, quarterfinal game. What a way to end it. So right after this, we are going to preview the semifinals. It's hard to believe we're already here. So we'll be right back right after this. Hello, my name is Kennedy Miller, and I'm a beauty guide for Limelight Biocon. We are a professional makeup company now being offered to the public after over 60-plus years in the industry. My website is limelifebyalcone.com backslash makeupkennedy. I can also be found on Facebook as Makeup Kennedy. To contact me about products or joining my team, you can email me at makeupkennedy at yahoo.com. I'll be waiting to hear from you. Again, thanks to all of our sponsors, Law Offices of Stephen P. New, WowFreeCam.com, and Facebook.com slash Makeup Kennedy. Thanks to all you guys for showing them some love and helping us out here on Wide Men Can't Jump. Thanks to all Kennedy. the new listeners we've picked up. And before we move on, the Swedes. Kennedy's never been to uh, Chappaquiddick, has she? Nah. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> Good. Nah. That's all I'll say about that. But uh, <laughs> the Swedes, the Russians, sorry, boys, but. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone. And another one gone. Another one bites the dust. Hey. Hey. Freddy. Hey. Digging the deep styling from Freddie Mercury. Only on the White oh, Camp Jump Radio Network. Well, let's go ahead. We got about 10 minutes left, so let's go ahead and preview the semifinals. The first one. The French take on the Belgians. Man, what a game that's going to be. And well, that one takes place on have... Tuesday at 2 o'clock Eastern time. Those lace-loving, cologne-wearing, sissy boys from France versus those hard-working, dyke-plugging Belgian boys. <sighs> Boy, this this is going to be that... This will be a yeah. game because this is really going to show us uh, whether the offense of Belgium is enough to crack the French defense. Because if they can't, they're done. I, I, I'm going to have to. As much as I would love to see Belgium win this game, mm-hmm. I'm going to. I got two picks. My brain says France. My heart is is cheering for Belgium, but my brain says the French are going to win. Well, I watched Belgium and they taken down some of the best teams in the tournament they put out they put out brazil the round of 16 the belgians put out a very very game japan who played well um they have not had an easy road to get here the belgians haven't uh france has not had an easy road to get here you know france had to france had to come out in the round of 16 they had to play argentina they pick up a huge win there they beat Uruguay. They've taken on that's a couple of the powerhouses out of South America. The Belgians they've been picking take up on steam Brazil and tournament Japan. has gone along. They look like to me too, yeah. like they've been getting better and better. Well, so, both teams I think yeah. have. The Belgians had that scare against Japan, and I think that put the the fear of the fear of getting eliminated back into them, and that woke them up. And the, I think the Brazilians would have beat the Belgians had the Belgians not been had that wake-up call from the Japanese. So I'm going to pick the Belgians to win this. If any reason why, and honestly, I would love to see France versus England. I would love that. Well, that's what I'm going for. If I get a pick, that's who I'm picking. I'd love to see that, but I'm picking the Belgians to win this one because I said at the beginning of the tournament, the Belgians are the team to beat this year. And they've showed why I'm right thus far. But I'm taking Belgium, and another reason I like waffles better than crepes. So that's uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, what kind of what kind of a sissy boy? <laughs> I mean, really now, that's just common sense. Of course, a sturdy waffle versus a little crepe. You got to eat fourteen of them to feel like you ate anything. <laughs> <laughs> Semi-final matchup ch- number two. I channel Tom Robinson. You really did. <laughs> 
The English take on the Croatians. England and Croatia Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Who are you taking, man? Well, you know, initially I would have said, there again, I would have said brain, Croats, heart, English. But after today, uh, the, the, Russia was everything Croatia could handle and then some. And I don't think the Russians are really all that good. I think Croatia got exposed a little bit today. And on the flip side of that, I think the English showed me that they were a little bit better, actually, than what I thought they were. Um, So I'm going to go with England on both, heart and brain. Well, I, too, am going to pick the English. I think they are hitting their stride right now. I think they are, man, they're tough to beat. And this coach that England brought in, not picking Wayne Rooney, for the team and just Mr. changing Gillis. changing the Mr. way Gillis England Southgate. does things. What is it? He has changed their. Um, he, he has he has gone away from the English, old boy, seventy five year old manager type, which is constantly sort of maybe seventy five is a bit of an exaggeration, but they've always kind of went back to the old school manager, to try to get right in the ship. And for once, they decided hell with it. Because Gareth Southgate is not very old, I believe. I don't yeah. even know if he's forty. So he 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 is definitely a departure for what they would normally pick, and it's paying off in spades because he looks like a fucking genius right now. Yeah, um, and his team being the favorite against Croatia, I would assume, I assume they're the favorites. Let me look up the the betting lines here. I'm not sure what the what Vegas is pulling right now, but. But, boy, I mean, if you – all of it being said, I mean, you can't tell me that – No, I mean, given the choice of who you could have in the finals there, France versus England is just, oh, God, money in the bank. Okay, time France, France is the favorite to win it all, and England is favored to beat Croatia, if you believe that. Uh, yeah, that's well, the, to French, CBS. the French have won – Shit. I mean, traditionally, they've been a powerhouse – for quite a while, except maybe for the last World Cup. I don't think yeah. they did very good last time out. Um, the odds so they're, are they're France are 2-1. Rep- France are 2-1, Belgium 5-2, England 11-4, and Croatia 4-1. The opening odds for them to win were 10-1 for France, opening 15-1. Son of a bitch, I hate this. You you have a go neighbor? away, go away! Pop-up ads, man. You try to look up something, and it's pop-ups. Uh, opening odds for Belgium were fifteen to one. Opening odds for England twenty-five to one, and the opening odds for Croatia sixty to one. Here's the lines: France plus one fifty, Belgium plus two hundred, a draw plus two fifteen for the first ninety minutes to advance to the World Cup final. France is minus one thirty, Belgium is plus one ten. England, Croatia, uh, for the first half. England, 135 plus. Croatia, 230 plus. A draw plus 220. To advance to the World Cup final, English at minus 165. Croatia at minus, or at plus 135. So there's your betting lines for the semifinal games after all the fucking pop-ups. I was just looking, too. I'd, I would have said if I had to put my money down that the French had won the World Cup more than once. But that is, in fact, not the case. I'm they won not in 19, sure how many they times won in they won. They won in 1998. Well, that, they were the last team to win. They were the last team to win at home. So, let me yeah, look they, here. That's the only time they've won it, which is surprising to me. Um, Let's see here. France really won. Been, actually, you know what? Years apart. The, only French have the English won. have won it the most of anybody who's left. The French have won, won the World twice. Cup one time. Oh, no, the English have only won once, too. France has won England once. Has England won has won it once. once. Croatia have never won it, and neither have... And uh, neither has Belgium. As either has Belgium, I don't think. Yeah. So, it could be interesting. The English haven't won it since 66. Belgium, Croatia never won it. The France won it, and French won it in 98. So, this will be the first time... Either France or England win the World Cup on foreign soil because they both won on their home, their homeland, and 
Could be the first time the Belgians or the Croatians win it. But well, I wonder from a from a purely world soccer uh, uh, viewpoint, uh, who what's best for the game? If the Croats win, seeing as they've never won, or the Belgians win because they've never won. You know, honestly, or, I think for soccer. Um, or is it better that England people, and France it, go it, out it honestly, on the world stage? And I think seeing England and France would be the biggest thing, maybe to us in America, in North America, but overseas, maybe not. They're probably sick as shit of England and France, so they're probably all rooting for Belgium. I mean, Croatia. Belgium. I suppose there are only two ways of looking at it, right? You, you may regain. A lot of fans who've grown sour on the game because England hasn't been very good for a while, and the French have been hit and miss too for the most part. So you might get yeah. back European fans that you lost. Um, Croatia and Belgium not very big places, so I don't know. Even if they win, I don't really know uh, how many more fans you pick up. Yeah. And I'm sure the news coverage—if it's England, England, France—the news coverage is going to be out of this world. That's oh gonna yeah, make, uh, that's going to make everybody's sports. Uh, yeah, because that's just too big a, a story not to. So it really is. So, who do you, so after that, so you've got you've got what Belgium and England, and I've got France and England. So who's winning? Yeah, last chance to last chance to throw out who's going to win. I said it from the beginning. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going with Belgium. You stick with Belgium. I'm going to go out with there and uh, I'll go out on a limb and pick the, the English are finally going to get it done. Uh, the United Kingdom will, will cease to exist as a country and sink into the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> it's been a good ride, England. <laughs> after, the, after the victory, but it'll be one hell of a victory. What a way to go out. And, uh, it's been a good ride. And Ireland, we hope you can, can stay alive with them. <laughs> you may want to seek shelter. The Irish will, the Irish will build a paddle and start paddling towards America. They will make their way over and bring potatoes. But but that's so been we, our world. So Cup. we will have a uh we will have a last half hour show maybe where we Yeah, uh, yeah, probably. I assume we'll have yeah, one where we cry, um where we next week or cry depending on what happened. Um Yeah. Yeah. On another uh, we'll have one next week. The note. games are Tuesday. The games are Tuesday and Wednesday. So we'll probably yeah, aim who, for one day, probably Thursday, Thursday or Friday. The third place game, the third place game is on Saturday, and the championship game on Sunday. Okay. You know, we may do a uh, Sunday night on the Sunday night roundtable. We'll probably discuss the final, but uh, oh, we'll speak, have probably. And speaking of the Sunday night roundtable, yes, um, sir. I have been informed. I've been informed by uh, Mr. Robinson that he will mm-hmm. not be able to participate but okay. that he fully expects us to go ahead regardless I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about but I'm sure we can come up with something um, yeah but he, but his uh, it is just uh, cutting it a little too fine so I'm not sure uh, what times uh, I guess we'll talk about that off air here in a minute but, we'll talk uh, about that off air but, yeah, just to uh, let everybody know, Tom, Tom will be on hiatus for at least another week. Um, definitely, yeah, he may join uh, us. On the, for, he may do the basketball show this week, but we're not a hundred percent. So, yeah, I have uh, graciously really. offered to uh, slip on his gigantic uh, Nikes and uh, do my best Tom Robinson impression. Pretend I know what I'm talking about. Uh, mutter <laughs> under my breath. When I don't agree with the host or or with the expert panel or whoever else might be on the show, and scream out the process sucks repeatedly, so I think I got it down for a show. So I think I, I think can you got pull it. that off. But but definitely <laughs> tomorrow night. Uh, I don't know what time we'll go, but like I said, we'll get to that later. But it'll definitely it'll yeah. probably be. Uh, it'll be early. Two man round two. It'll be early. Sunday. It'll be earlier in the evening. I guarantee it because yeah, I have no, none I of have mid- real life none of midnight stuff. No, no, no hell with that. Stuff. That's too late. Yeah, that's too late. But anyways, so um, yeah, uh, uh, go England. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got to say. 
All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to our World Cup Part 5 review where we break down the quarterfinals and semifinals preview. Uh, We'll be back probably with a half-hour show talking about the semifinals and previewing the finals in the third-place game. So, I told a a lie because I said I had nothing more to say, and I actually do have something more to say. All right. Armando Martinez! (laughs) (laughs) Feel better, Armando. For Nate... For Tim, this is Nate. Everybody have a good night, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to this show on the Wide Men Radio Network, blogtalkradio.com slash Jump. You can download this and any other episode from our network at iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pod Paradise, Google Play, Player FM, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. This show has been brought to you by the Law Offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, facebook.com slash makeupkennedy, and wowfreecam.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at WideJump. You can follow us on Instagram at WideMenCan'tJump, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash WideMenCan'tJump. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Also, rate the show and tell us how we did. If you love us, please give us a five-star rating. Again, thanks for listening to this episode on the Wide Men Radio Network. Tune in, same time, same place, for the Wide Men Radio Network at blogtalkradio.com slash Wide Men Can't Jump.